0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, in terrible distress. And Jesus said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, to thee I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and will eat with Abraham, And Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. To the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you according to your faith. And the servant was healed in that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. As we begin the season of Advent, we read from the prophet Isaiah just about every day through the entire four weeks. And it's because Isaiah has the most messianic prophecies of all the prophets, although they all have quite a few. There's dozens and dozens. We find one right here in the first reading from Isaiah chapter four, where Isaiah says that he had a vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem. On that day, the branch, of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious." But what is, or who is, that branch? And we get hints from other prophets who identify the branch as the Messiah. In Jeremiah chapter 23, that prophet says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous shoot to David. As king he will reign and govern wisely. He shall do what is just and right in the land. The branch or the shoot is jesus christ in fact he was raised in nazareth and the root word for nazareth nestor actually means branch now what's important here is that this prophecy and others and we have another one here in the first reading as well where isaiah says that the lord will create over mount zion a cloud by day and a flaming fire by night that will serve as a shade By day from the heat and a refuge and a shelter from the storm and rain. We know from the Old Testament, particularly the book of Exodus, that that glory cloud and the fire actually prefigures the Holy Spirit. So here we have two prophecies. Now what's important here is that when these prophecies were spoken by Isaiah, Was for a very good purpose because the people would be thrown into great confusion when they were conquered by the Babylonians and their temple destroyed and their city as well and all the people carted off into captivity. So when they were in captivity they would have these passages to read which would give them great hope and that was the long advent through the old testament where they waited for the messiah but it brought them hope that they wouldn't totally despair and give up Well, what does Jesus do when he begins his ministry? He compares himself to a new temple. Destroy this temple pointing to the one in Jerusalem and I will raise it up in three days, referring to the temple of his body. And as St. Paul says, the temple, the body of Christ is the church. And that's what Jesus does when he builds the church on Peter. And here we are in the new temple, in the new Jerusalem the fulfillment of the prophecy. And who do we have present on the altar? Jesus Christ himself in the Eucharist. So we're the great beneficiaries of these prophecies. We go to the Gospel and we see just how important this is, where the centurion, who's a Gentile, has a servant that is sick. He's desperate. He wants him healed. And in faith, he steps out to a Jew. Of course, Gentiles and Jews are not supposed to really even mingle. And he asks Jesus to have his servant healed. And Jesus says, well, I'll go to you and I'll heal your servant. But here the centurion shows great humility and faith because he knows he's not one of the chosen ones. He's not a Jew. And so he doesn't really feel worthy to have Jesus come all the way to his house to heal his servant and he simply says, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof but only speak the word and my servant will be healed." He shows both faith and humility, which is all too much for Jesus. And Jesus heals the servant on the spot. For us today, the church assimilates that very passage, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof and puts it right into the mass. As we come up for the Eucharist, we show great faith and humility by repeating those words. And then we rejoice that the prophecies in the Old Testament have been fulfilled in Christ. So we spend the whole four weeks in Advent, yes, anticipating and rejoicing because we know how these prophecies are fulfilled and they're fulfilled in Christ and Christ now lives in us. So it's a great joy for us to enter into this season. Let us do so with great faith and humility and also spread the news to everyone else who may be in darkness And what's that protection, that canopy that was spoken of in the first reading? The Holy Spirit. Let us pray.